Hello, everybody. Jim Malone here coming to you live. It's Friday. Time for Dallas Trading Floor. Well, the market got hacked uh, down once again, almost a thousand points, 939 points. Um, Netflix was absolutely torched. Uh, and of course, added to Amazon, you know, we may be in a situation very shortly here where we have a real retreat in the market. So, <laughs> gosh, tough, tough day uh, on the market. I hope not too many people are long here. Um, you know, I think it's really time to get into cash and, uh, you know, and possibly short. But uh, basically, this is kind of the this is the kind of, this is the kind of the take on, uh, you know, on the market right now. The Dow was off 939 points today. Amazon was down uh, significantly. Uh, Netflix was down uh, was down again, and the QQQ was down. Now, the reason the QQQ is so significant, of course, is because that's where all the big cap stocks live. They basically live all there. Now, uh, Apple did put in some good numbers, so that's good. But basically, the Qs are moving lower. And because of that, many of the tech stocks that we depended on for so long just really aren't the places to be. I think it's time to be short on some of these. I tried to do a bear put spread on Netflix today, but it uh, it didn't take because the, the, the pricing of the puts was so high that I couldn't get in on it. So uh, just <laughs> really a tough market to play. Um, basically, uh, because of the market being in correction like it is, uh, I think we got to be super careful and, and really, you know, we've just got to basically take the profits where we can, uh, go to cash if possible, um, and build our watch list uh, because it will come around, but uh, right now, not so much. So we need to build our, um, our watch list, and we also need to get ready to short. That's the key here is going to be making money shorting. And I do have some suggestions here, some of the stuff that uh, has worked for me, at least for right now. Um, I do have, uh, I, I have been having some success with um, with the SQQQ. And I don't know if you're familiar or not uh, with this particular uh, uh, ETF, but it is an inverse ETF. So it does have a significant amount of risk. It's a 2X inverse uh, ETF. I do own this one. I'm probably going to be adding to it. And basically, as the Q down, this one goes up. Today, uh, it went up basically by $5.68 or about 13%. So it's starting to make the move. Now, who knows, uh, you know, if, if it will continue, but at least for right now, it's definitely something that you ought to be looking at potentially if you want to have anything except for cash in the market, because this will allow you, uh, you know, to do some, you know, some shorting in, for instance, if you have a, um, if you're in um, uh, an IRA or something like that, you can't short stocks in an IRA, but you can buy the SQQQ. Uh, right now, after hours, it's continuing to move up. Uh, oh, that's the, I'm sorry. No, this is the Qs. It actually, there's a dead cat bounce. Let's look at the SQQQ. If that takes there. Yeah. Okay. This one is, is, um, you know, was, was up today about 13%. It's backed off a little bit to 48, but as you can see, it's coming up to this buy point 
And this is significant because the buy point on this one is 52.87. Now, this is an ETF, which is a little bit different than a, um, you know, than, than, than some of the stuff that you've been, you're probably used to. But this one, what this does is using, uh, using options, this does short the QQQ. Of course, that's with the NASDAQ 100, and that's where all of the big, um, you know, that's where all the big name FANG stocks live. So I do anticipate a sell-off in some of the FANG stocks. And if that is the case, the QQQ will go down. So this might be a way that you could benefit from this move. Again, we're right, we're right very, very close to this, this buy point here at 52.87. I started buying a little bit below you can see, I'm going to draw the reversal line. I started buying here, but uh, if if this holds tomorrow, I'll be I'll be adding a position right at about 50 or so. That's going to where I'm going to be adding position, and then as we get up to the buy line, 52.87. That's where we could do the third buy. So we don't want to be too heavy in this, obviously, because we can get these nasty reversals. But it does appear to me, at least from where I'm sitting right now, that we are very, very likely to get a further weakness in the NASDAQ 100, which, of course, is represented by the QQQ. Let me show you what I've got. I've got very, very little exposure to the market long. Uh, as I indicated right just a second ago, uh, I have been buying the, the SQQQ. That's up today. Uh, my two other things uh, are basically REITs. They're kind of holding their own, but not very, not very much. Uh, one is REXR, REXR, um, and that one, you know, that may, I may be sold out of this one based on this performance, and it's a good one. It's the number one REIT currently in the industrial space. So the thing is, when the market goes all, all you know, when everybody starts selling, it, even the strongest stocks are not immune from that selling. So I'm hanging in there on American Homes for Rent. This is the, this is the REIT that owns 57000 Single-family homes, primarily in the Sun Belt. It's off a little bit, but I do like the stock. Let's look at the live chart on it. Um, it's AMH, uh, and again, this is you know we're in a downward market, and it has pulled below the 200-day moving average. So, I probably will be out of this one just because of the of the of the action. I do kind of expect that we will get a bounce at the 200-day line, and it was in the buy zone. But with this market, even the even the best stocks are getting hurt. So, uh, you know, that's the kind of thing that you got to look at. All right, let's take a look at Rexar, R-E-X-R, which is one of the other ones. This is one of the other, only other ones that, I've, that I'm holding long. This one's actually holding up a little bit better than American Homes for Rent. Um, this one did come down to the 21-day line, but it looks like it's getting some support there. It's right in the buy zone. Uh, but with this market being as weak as it is, it's a tough, tough one to trade. So, uh, probably, you know, more than likely, one of these tomorrow is going to be not doing quite as well. So, let's go to the shorts that we have because we do have two short, two nice shorts uh, on the market right now. And basically, they're on. Um, there, one is on Disney, and then the other one is on um, is on Boeing. And they both, uh, you know, they're both performing well today, mainly because uh, of the you know, the weakness, basically, of those two stocks. Um, let's go to the slide for, uh, I think this is the slide for, yeah, this is the slide for Disney. 
as you can see, we had a huge retreat in the stock today. It moved down to 111.63. It's conning to, as you can see, now we're in the, the, the green zone. When we started out here on the um, on the on the 20 on, on the 25th with the 115 110 uh, um, uh, bear put spread, um, you know, we basically were out of our pocket 300 and uh, $330. But as you can see, as it's moved lower, this this is appreciated because of the the appreciation of the puts, the especially the 115 put. That's when it is appreciating. So we do expect a little bit more on this. This we will get a maximum. Uh, we should get a maximum um, uh, uh, amount on this at about 110. So if it falls below 110, it's at 111 now. And we just wait. It, we, you can see it will move, and it will just get more and more valuable. So I do expect that we probably will make all the money on at least on this one, uh, on this trade. We do have another trade uh, out there, and that is on one on Disney. Uh, and Disney did drop quite a bit today, uh, 3.49%. This is part of the reason why the Dow is dropping so strongly is because the Dow is only 30 stocks, and some of them, like Disney, are just very, very weak right now and are dropping. This one basically moved into the green zone uh, today, and uh, this one is profitable today as well. We probably will be trying to do a bear spread on Netflix as soon as I can get a fill. The problem is when you have these tremendous movements down, the options are not priced correctly. So we have to wait until they become uh, priced better, and then we probably will do a bear spread on that. I'll keep you informed on this just uh, as long as, uh, you know, as everyone, if everyone is interested in this. But uh, definitely the market is very, very weak, and uh, you know, it's just a, it's, it's a difficult market to trade right now. Um, but, you know, there are ways to trade it, and one of the ways, of course, is with things like these inverse ETFs, the SQQQ. The thing about the SQQQ you got to keep track of it because it can snap back very, very quickly on you. But the SQQ is one of the ways to go in this kind of the market. Another one is to go with the bear put spreads. And I'm sure I'll show you, uh, hopefully, when I get fills on some of these other bear put spreads, I will put those up as quickly as I can. I was I wanted to put up a bear put spread. I had it on for last night on, on Netflix. I did not get a fill on it just because I just was not willing to go uh, out of pocket, the kind of money that they wanted just based on the facts. So when the options become better priced, then I will probably get a fill and, and we will, you know, definitely show you that because I think it's very worth while worth your time uh, to take a look at that. All right. Well, let's get to some of the uh, questions. Thank you very, very much. The VIX seems to be at 33% and the lowest uh, it has reached 39%. Um, uh, would it go to that low? Hmm, very good question. I, let me see if I have a live VIX uh, chart. I'm not sure I do. Let me just, uh, uh, yeah, there we go. Here's the here's the chart of the VIX index. Let's pull it up here. I uh, kind of wanted to uh, show you that. There we go. Okay, so this is the VIX uh, index, and it does appear uh, that we are, hmm, you know, it, it moved up and now now it's moving down. So the volatility is settling a little bit here. Let's look at the weekly chart. See if that gives you, yeah, okay. So, um, hmm. 
So we were in this downward trend uh, with less and less volatility. Then basically in December, this is the weekly chart that we're looking at. Uh, it started to move up. And of course, we're, we're starting to move, um, you know, we're, we're starting to move up significantly on the relative strength on that. So it does appear that we are still in a upward trend, more volatility on the VIX. Um, just looking here. I'm just looking back here to 2018 to kind of give us a prediction. This is sort of where it was. This is the co this is the COVID. Um, this is what happened in the COVID. We had a huge downstroke and then an upstroke immediately. This is this is the COVID thing here. Um, okay, no, I'm sorry. This is this is the COVID deal. Excuse me, I got it confused. There we go. This is the this is the COVID. Uh, movement down. We went all the way up here and then boom, we went, uh, the volatility went down and then this is when it started the rally. So the question is, where are we going to? Don't know. Good question, but it seems to be, um, you know, it, the volatility seems to be still there. So be very careful in the market. Can't really get, get a good um, idea that with that yet. Also, we see average volume is lower. What does that mean? Are the biggest no? What the what it means is that the big institutions are getting trapped in a lot of these issues. That's exactly you know that's a very 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 good point that you made there. What's happening is, and this is one of the reasons why I think it's going to be very very good to potentially uh, do bear put spreads on some of the Dow stocks. And the reason why is because the many of the big institutions are in these Dow stocks. They are losing. They are losing ground. They can't really sell because they're going to take a loss. So they're holding on to them, and they're basically signaling people like Kramer on CNBC. I know I pick on Kramer a lot, but he's just sort of a shill for the big mutual funds. And basically, he's saying buy in the dips, buy in the dips. What they're trying to do is they're trying to get the retail investor to come in and buy these issues uh, so that the um, so that the big funds can get out. I think we're going to see a lot more. Weakness. So right now, I think the time is to possibly be in cash, and then move more towards um, uh, more towards potentially shorting. And the way I like to do that, of course, is with bear put spreads because we limit our risk on the downside. Because one of the things about shorting, and if you've ever done it, is that um, some of the strongest rallies come in corrections, and we're in a correction right now. So we're going to see some of these very strong rallies. And you can get caught, and if you get caught, then you get caught in a short squeeze, and you can get really hurt doing that. That's why doing a bear um, put spread is better because you can only lose within that amount of the of, of of the range of the puts between the upper and the lower. So that is the why I do it that way. All right, thank you very much for that. Let's look from Matt's looking at. Um, uh, looking at DPZ, Domino's Pizza. Domino's Pizza over the last, gosh, 10 years has been one of the top performing stocks. So the question is, can it be shorted? Well, one thing I definitely know about Domino's is that it's in a lot of portfolios and there's a lot of portfolios of people that can't get out. So let's kind of look to see sort of what who owns this thing and what kind of funds own? There's a lot of funds on this. As you can see, 1,708 funds that we track own this fund, own Domino's Pizza. Now, let's look at the kind of what they are. Well, they're Vanguard Total Stock, Mid-Cap, uh, mid 
index. These are all really A funds. See this? Look at these. They're all A funds. And what's happening is they're getting trapped in this. So this, you're right. I think, Matt, this might be a good potential short, with a, with especially with a put spread, because... What's happening is a, a lot of these a lot of these um, funds in here can't sell because if they do, then they're going to then they're going to then they're going to uh, take a loss. So basically, what they've got to do is that they've got to wait until there's strength, until there's upward, in, until the stock moves up, and then they're going to sell into strength and get out of it that way. But you know, we might be in a situation where you know we're likely to get a lower. Uh, you know, where, where it's likely to move lower. If we draw a line here, we can kind of look out into the future into about mid-June. You know, we're looking at potentially for, at least for dominoes, we're looking at about a 315 or so predicted price. We're currently at 344. So the question is, there's, there is there is about 20, uh, $20 of downward motion there. And we could very easily capture that with a put spread. So I'm definitely going to put this on my list as one that uh, that that might be a candidate. Now, here's the thing: there, there are there is some caution though in Domino's, is that even though the market has been moving downwards, Domino's has been doing fairly well, um, except for the last quarter. And you know, last quarter they started losing some money. So this might be a good time to short, as you can as you as you indicated here, because. Domino's looks like it pulled all the way down to that 340 with this huge drop here. And then we might, we're probably going to get a rally uh, on up to about, uh, about the 350 range. And then we're probably going to go lower. So the thing is, is to get ready with a put spread and then let, let this thing, let this thing rally. It's seeing it's rallying in the after hours here. See how it's up 1.78%. So this might be good time. It's come down. It's going to rally up, and then it's going to lose its traction and then probably go lower. Let's see if we go over to the daily chart, If we're how far away from the index lines we are. Let's look at the technicals here. And right now, it is pretty far from that 10-day line. It's 10 It's 9% above, uh, below, I'm sorry, 9% below the 10-day line. We want to see it rally up to about that 10-day line or specifically the 21-day line. If we can get a rally to the 21-day line like we had here, oops, like we had here, that is a very good place to short it. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to probably build a short list of stocks that are waiting for the rally and then put alerts on them. And then when they rally, do the short because I do think this is weak, and I think this is a really good suggestion. I just wouldn't, I just wouldn't short it now because it's 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 pulled down a little bit. It's going to rally up when it rallies up, primarily to that, hopefully to that 21-day line or close to it, within five percent of that 21-day line. That's where to short it because that's where it's going to lose traction and move back down. As you can see, the trend is downward on this, but it doesn't go as. As we all, you know, as you always say, it doesn't really go down like in a straight line. It'll go down and then up and then up and then down and then up and then down. So what we want to do is we want to get it on the movement up to 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 the to to the index line and then short it. So very, very good suggestion there, Matt. I really, really like that one. I'm gonna actually grab my pad here. 
and I'm going to put down on the short list, I'm going to put DPZ because that I agree with you. Another thing I like about shorting stocks like this, they're very liquid, and that gives us a fair pricing of the options. And the problem is when you get into these, some of these issues um, that are relatively thin, they, that the, the pricing of the options is not all that good, and so you pay way too much for them. All right, thank you very much. Any inflation stock that I can buy? Good question. Um, you know, the inflationary, the most inflationary stocks basically have been in the oil sector. Uh, that's sort of where the the that's sort of where the action has been. Uh, you know, ha, has been. It's been in the oil sector, uh, and that is the most inflationary sector of um, of the market. So let's take a look at some of the oil stocks. I just want to kind of look at these really quickly. And I'm gonna. What I'm gonna do here is I'm gonna go over to the industry group list and see if I can pull up the the number one areas in the market. And they're gonna be in the number one areas in the market in terms of, um, you know, in 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 terms of in, in terms of the groups are gonna be in probably in the oil and gas area. But let me just let me look at the rankings here. There we go. Okay, and I'm gonna show you this. Add it to the screen here. I don't know if you can see. You probably have to squint. I, I, I wish I could get a magnifier on this. Currently, uh, uh, energy coal is the number one area. Not that many in it. I probably wouldn't recommend this one. Uh, I, I probably wouldn't recommend this one. Uh, I think our best one is still going to be agricultural chemicals. And let's just see if there's anything that we can possibly, uh, any anything that's set up in that area at all. Let me just see if I can find something that might work. See, I, I think CF Industries is probably the number one. And I don't know if you can buy it right now. Yeah, okay, well, it you know, CF Industries is the number one in this group. This is the Agricultural Chemicals Group, number three out of 197. Uh, it is pulled back to the... Um, it, it, it definitely is, is pulled back to the to the 50-day line. So that it's that possibly is a good place to buy it as it reverses there. It's up after hours 9709. Now there is not an actual buy point on this. The, the, the last buy point on this one basically was way back here at um, at 57, so a long time ago, and then it just made this move. It looks like it has based out here a little bit, and it looks like it's gotten some gotten some support at the 50-day line. So it looks like it may go higher. These are the kind of stocks you want to look for if you're looking for an inflation stock. The reason is, is unfortunately, I do believe we're very likely to have a uh, a famine next year. And I, I just, I, I think this is just, it's incredible that we're even talking about this in 2020. It just, it, it just shows you the 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 show shows you what's going on, but we may have a famine next year, and there is going to be a run on all kinds uh, kinds of things agricultural. As a matter of fact, um, the Indonesia, which is the, the the country that produces the most palm oil in the world, which by the way is used by many 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 people throughout the world as an edible oil. I mean, it's I think it's you know it's the number one edible oil out there. They're restricting exports, and the reason is is because they're afraid of a shortage in their country. Uh, same, of course, is with safflower oil, which is uh, uh, which is the oil that is used that is made out of sunflowers, which, of course, is made from <laughs> the, the biggest producer in the world, of course, is the Ukraine. So that's another problem. So basically what's going to happen and what is happening is that agricultural inputs 
primarily fertilizer, is going to go up in price. And CF Industries is one of the largest uh, in that area. There's another company that I did sell. Uh, I, 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 run it, I ran it up and then I did sell it. It's NTR. It's called Nutrien. It's, uh, it's a Canadian company. Uh, that's in the oil, uh, that's, in, that's in the fertilizer business as well. This one is very strong. This is actually a larger company than, um, than CF Industries. I think this is one of the largest, and it's, stick, it's, it's staying right on the uh, 50-day line. So that's the kind of inflation stocks that you got to look for. Oil, agricultural chemicals, and probably metals are going to be the areas. But what I think is probably, at least right now, I think that uh, – Probably it's better to bet against the market and go with something like the SQQQ, at least in the short term, because if the market does go down, this one is likely to 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 move up. But this is much more volatile. Uh, this 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 stock is much more volatile. Again, I made a buy yesterday. I didn't make a buy today, but if this holds up on Monday, I'll be making a buy, and then I'll making a, making a buy at at fifty two, and then I'll move my stop loss up. Uh, right now it's tough because you know the inflation thing the inflation game is it's tough uh it's it's just tough out there all right so let's take a look at some of the people from tiktok thank you so very much um oh looks look at baba i i hope you don't own this stock i i really do because uh this is this is you know baba is this is this is one thing this is why this is this is this is absolutely why you must if, if a stock gets out of control and starts going down uh, and, and, and is trading, you know, is trading down, if you're down more than five, 7%, you really, really need to sell. And, and, and I'm not just, you know, I'm not just saying this, this just, this just proves out over time. Uh, and that, I definitely think that's the case with Baba. Let's take a look at Baba. It did sort of trade up a little bit today, but overall, let's look at the weekly chart on this. And it is wretched. Look at that. It's gone all the way. If you had Baba back in December of 2020, uh, you would have you would have had it at about um, $330 a share. Currently, it's $97 a share. So you have lost one two-thirds of your of your investment right there. You've lost two-thirds of your investment. You know, and here's the thing: I mean, don't catch a falling knife. Um, you know, everybody says, Oh, it's so cheap right now. Well, you know what? This could continue to go. Uh, you know, in six months, this could be thirty dollars, and now it's uh, um, and now it's ninety-seven. So, I just would not be a buyer of this one. I know that you know, it, old old habits die hard because, you know, back back a few, you know, you know, back in two years ago, this was a, this was an awesome stock, but times were different, and you just got to you just got to put your you just got to get your head around that. Uh, times are different right, than they are than they have been. All right. Good question. Uh, hey, Mr. Q, uh, is it time to get into the S&P 500? No. <laughs> in, in, in a word, no. No, 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 no. Don't get in. Don't get in now. No, no. It, this, is, this, is, this is not a good time to be in the S&P 500. Let's look at the spider, um, the SPY. Uh, just not a good time until we get a follow through day, you know, until we get a follow through day, just not a good time to be in the S and P it's just not a good time to be in the S and P the whole market is selling off. As you can see, it's down quite significantly. 
It bounced a little bit in the after hours. Uh, it was up about 0.18%. But remember, stocks don't go down straight. They go down like this. They go that and then up and then back and up and then at. And we're sort of like that going on right now. So right now, no, not a good time to be in the uh, it's just it just it's just not a good time to be in the s p 500 it, it just really it just really really isn't Mike um so what I would recommend doing is going to cash and then possibly looking at some um, some of the things that do short uh, the, the, the do short the index currently I'm using the sqqq uh, that that shorts the nasdaq um, but there's some other ones. Uh, as as well, this is the this is this this is what I kind of recommend. It's not a good time to get into the S and P five hundred. Don't this isn't like it's on sale. Um, stocks you don't want to buy a stock as it's going down. Don't catch a falling knife, please. Uh, not a good time to be in the S and P five hundred. Sorry about that. All right, um, LNG support, please. Uh, will it reverse from here? Good question, Ollie. Um, I do think that uh, LNG, which is Chenier. And I was in this one. I did sell this out into strength, but I do think that we do have some support for LNG at the 40-day line. So let me, that's the 40-day line. I'm sorry, the 50-day line is right here. So let me just give you the actual numbers on that. The 50-day line, we're just slightly above that. And this is where the support is, is at 134.83. So uh, that's kind of where the support for um, for for LNG is LNG support is at one thirty four one thirty four eighty three. Oops, there we go. All right. So that's so so that's where the LNG support is. It's basically at this level right here uh and that is the this this pink this pinkish reddish line that's 134.83 and that's where support is i, I do think that we're in a short term uh we're in a short term trend let me reactivate that that reversal line there we go and i do think we're going to move um you know we have we've we've bounced and we've moved above it but we're right now right at it so this is sort of, I think I think we're at support here for LNG. And I do think it's likely to go higher based on the fact that there just is a lot of demand for uh, natural gas, primarily in Europe with the, the unfortunate war situation that we have there. Um, uh, it, it does appear that um, Russia has decided to cut off natural gas supplies to Poland. And I think, I can't remember, I think it's, Mold, I don't know if it's Moldova, I can't remember which one of the other, countries that they're cutting off their natural gas supplies to, but it's, it's fairly serious. It's fairly serious. And LNG, of course, is the company that manufactures, uh, uh, it, it, they have two locations, one in Corpus Christi, Texas, and the other one in Sabine Pass, Louisiana. And they take American natural gas and they liquefy it so that it can be put onto tankers. So that uh, is, it's a good company. And I think it has a very, at least in the short term, Short to medium term, it has a very, very good profit potential. So LNG support is at 134, uh, 134.83. Uh, so pretty pretty interesting there as well. 
All right. Uh, let's see. <laughs> Good question. How much lower do you think Boeing is going to go? Gosh, you know, I do have a short on it. I mean, I do have a bear put spread on it. I think it's likely to go a little bit lower just because there's just so much weakness. Uh, apparently, the the president of the company <laughs> admitted that uh, the company lost $600 million on the deal that they made with uh, Donald Trump for making the brand, the new, um, the new 747s. I mean, he unfortunately outsmarted them and they, they lost about $600 million on the contract uh, for making the Air Force Ones. Uh, so uh, I don't know if that's a good or a bad thing. I think it, I think it shows, I think it, I think it, I think it, uh, I, I, I think it um, points to a very good debate, very good negotiating skills that uh, that Trump has, but uh, uh, you know, unfortunately, I think that I think uh, Boeing is likely to go lower. Uh, we did get a little bit of a bounce here at 149. This could easily, easily go uh, as low as um, uh, as as 120, I believe, because if we look at the chart here and we draw this line where the prior support was, you know, we're looking at you know we're looking at about 120. We're looking at about one. We're looking at about 120. So uh, this is where I think we're going to get support right about here. And why do I say that? Well, the reason I say that is because if you look at where it has been in the past, back here in March of 2020, that's where it got support before. And typically, that's the way things work with this. I don't think Boeing's going out of business anytime soon. Don't get me wrong on that. But I do think that we're going to see some support at about 120 because the overall market is in retreat now and it's going to it's going to come down to where it previously was uh and that typically is where support is happening so i think 120 is very likely for boeing i think 120 is very likely for boeing. now what will happen is it will it will it'll trade up and then it will trade back back down but i think at least in the near-term future uh it's looking like you know the the um the ceiling for boeing is going to be about right here it's about 157 or so and then I think I think we're going to go lower from here because we have some resistance here, and I do think it's moving lower. If you look, take a look at these selling lines. There's a lot of selling happening. People are selling, and basically the people that own the stock, again, are the very biggest of the um, they're 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 the very biggest of the funds. So if we look at that fund ownership and we look at what kind of funds own Boeing, and that's the key. Notice how there's all A-plus funds. Most of them, well, there's some Bs in there. But most of these are A-plus funds. These are large cap. These funds basically don't trade stuff. They, they basically buy and hold. That's their strategy. And many of these people are just going to have to get out of, you know, as, as Boeing has trouble, they're just going to have to get out. And it's going to be very tough. So there's going to be a demand for puts probably on Boeing. That's my guess anyways, based on what I'm seeing here in the charts. Now, uh, if we look over on the, 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 the fundamentals and what the fundamentals do is this is looking out um, six or nine months. We're not, it's not looking good. Basically, la the, the last quarter of 2021 is when the damage started. We had falling sales. That, of course, is because of COVID. But we continue those falling sales, and now we're getting, uh, you know, we're getting, we're getting, uh, we're getting uh, earnings that are negative. If you notice, there's got negative cash flows, and so looking out, at least what I'm looking out and seeing with Boeing, based on their past, and of course that's all I can do, is look at their past. 
it's looking as if Boeing is going to be weaker. It looks like their cash flows are going to be down, and it's just one of those things. So I do think that we're going to see Boeing move probably to about 120. That's that's kind of where I'm seeing it. I, I have that's why I have my my uh, my bear put spread is conservative on that. Um, you know, my 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 bear put spread is relatively conservative. Let's take a look. Uh, let's see if I've got if I've got that. If I can bring that up here. Uh, no, that's the Disney one. Uh, this 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 is my this is my bear put spread. Uh, there we go. This is my bear put spread on Boeing. As you can see, basically, I'm looking for a drop of about five percent. Here and actually, from for this particular short to work, it doesn't have to drop that much. It only really has to drop two percent, and I think that's definitely going to happen with Boeing, based on this weak chart. So, uh, I think that there's a high likelihood uh, that we're going to see it move move lower. I do as again, I do see support at about one twenty. So, thanks for that question. That was a great question on Boeing. Let's look at uh, okay. Um, are we going to see more selling in FANG stocks? I think, George, we are. Absolutely. The reason I think we're going to see it is because of what's happening with the NASDAQ. And the QQQ is the ETF that tracks the NASDAQ 100. And that does that does track the NASDAQ 100. So this is what we've got to look at. If we're looking at the, the FANGs, almost all the FANGs are in the NASDAQ 100. Well, they all are in the NASDAQ 100, not all, almost any of them. They all are in it. Look at this. We have a downward trend on the Qs. I think we're going to see more weakness. We, You know, Amazon uh, had weakness. Now Netflix. I mean, you know, uh, Apple was able to hold up good. You know, Apple is a, is a phenomenal stock. I mean, it's the most uh, valued stock right now in the market. But I think we're going to see more selling in the fangs. I absolutely do. And uh, let's go and take a look at, I want to look at Microsoft because that's not technically a FANG, but it kind of operates that way. MSFT, of course, is the symbol for Microsoft. And as you can see, it's in a downward trend too. And it's below, this is key, it's below that 200-day line. Basically what happens when you've got stocks of this caliber that are below the 200-day line, that means the whole market is going lower because this is what, props up the market in terms of the FANGs, in terms of the tax. If you have a company like Microsoft that's trading below the 200-day line, and now let's look at Apple. AAPL, of course, is the symbol for Apple. That is still above the 200-day line, but as you can see, it pulled down today, and then boom, it, it, it's holding at the 200-day line. This is this black line, but <laughs> barely. <laughs> Now let's look at the uh, let's look at um, Netflix, and that's N um, NFLX is the symbol for Netflix. This is the one that really had the damage, as you can see. This was well below that 200-day line. It was well below the 200-day line when they reported earnings. They reported earnings, and the thing just took a swan dive straight down. And we didn't, we we have some we had some support at 200. Now it looks like it's it's going to have a little bit of a, of a of a shelf at 190. But what happens when you get these shorting patterns? It goes down like that, and then it goes like that. It's an L shape, and that's exactly what's happening here. This I'm going to try to short this. I was not able to do it today because the price of the of the 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 options were mispriced. But hopefully they'll come back into some semblance of correct pricing. 
and then we'll be able to do this. But this is also very, very weak. This is another one, of course, of the FANG stock. So let's see, we went over. Um, now, Facebook has rallied. This is the one that probably has done the best with the exception of Apple. And this has rallied to the 50-day line, but look at what's happening. You notice that, that uh, we were down today about 2% on Meta. We After hours, we're rallying, but let me tell you what's happening here. This is a classic pattern for shorting. This is a classic pattern for shorting. It comes down, it rallies to that um, the 50-day line, and then, and then it comes down a little bit, then it rallies to the 21-day line. That's this green line. It comes down and it rallies again to the 21-day line. You see what I'm saying? It's rallied three times, one, two, three times to that line. So I think that it's going to go lower. That's my guess based on this. So really, everybody was touting uh, Meta, but Meta is also well below that 200-day line. That's the 200-day line. So my guess is that's another one. So F, uh, let's see, uh, F, A, Apple. Apple's doing well. Uh, the other A would be, um, no, F, A, A, N, G. We did Netflix and we did, um, what's G? Google. And Google, let's look at Google. Of course, that's Alphabet. G, O, G, L. And of course, this one got hammered too. And Amazon got hammered as well. So let's look at G-O-O-G-L. Take a look here. Yeah. And this one, again, same problem. Same problem. We're in a downward trend on Google. So and it, we're well below that 200-day line. Really, only only Apple is holding that 200-day line. Every All the other ones, not so much. And then, of course, let's look at Netflix. I think Jeff Bezos, um, no, um, Amazon, AMZN. I think Jeff Bezos lost something like $18 million, billion. I don't know. It's so much money. I'm, I'm so not in that world. Um, I, I fly uh, commercial. Um, but look at this same problem. So, yeah, the, 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 the fangs are just hurt. And they're just, and this, it, it's George, you know, you're really good to bring this up. There's going to be a lot more selling because that's what I'm looking at. We're seeing, we're, we're the only fang that we're seeing strength in right now is Apple, and it's not that strong. So I think, yes, more selling is going to happen in the fangs. <laughs> Long story short, let's look at American Airlines AA. Um, again, you know, this reopening trade, I think it has been touted a lot, but I don't see it, unfortunately. Uh, this is uh, um, and also with Alcoa. Um, now this I, I got it confused with American Airlines. Pardon me, Alcoa. This there might be there may be some good things here. That the one of the things about the resource stocks, especially Alcoa, that has most of its production in North America, that's good is that energy prices in Europe are absolutely um, are, are are horrible because the the Germans. Uh, when the Germans decided that they were going to shut down all of their nuclear plants and get rid of their coal plants, they're totally dependent now on Russian oil. And, of course, the Russians are going to turn them off. So they have the highest electricity prices basically in the developed world right now. And, unfortunately, that's where a lot of aluminum is manufactured. And aluminum is a very, very energy-intensive industry. It takes electricity to make it. So right now the most competitive 
area in the world probably to produce aluminum is actually, believe it or not, in either Canada or the United States. Canada in particular because Canada has, it's one of the few places in the world that has a surplus of hydroelectric power, especially in uh, Quebec and Ontario. They have a lot of, they have a lot of electrical power there um, and they are competitive. So, you know, this is a good stock, but boy, I tell you what, I, you know, it is above the buy point. Uh, and, and, and these resources are doing well. But here's the thing about aluminum. It isn't really like some of the other metals in that a lot of the aluminum comes from recycling. It's highly recycled. And so I don't anticipate it being the best of the mining stocks. We have to go to stocks that, you know, we have to go to, to areas of the market that are going to be much more, um, you know, much less um, dependent on recycling, that kind of thing. So, I, you know, the steel stocks maybe. Alcoa maybe, but I just, I'm really not all that interested in the stock because it's just, it's this commodity and it's very, very volatile, but I appreciate that. I, I really appreciate bringing it up. I'm pro- I probably would not be a buyer of it. How likely is the market to keep selling Monday? I think very likely. <laughs> I think very likely. I think we're going to get a lot of more sell-off on Monday. Uh, it's a good time to be in the SQQQ. That's all I can say. Ah, boy, um, I'll bet more than 15% uh, midweek, the S, um, SP down. Okay, let's get SP. Um, uh, I think this is what I'm thinking, you're, I'm thinking, I'm thinking about. Plus, oh, no, this is parking lots. I'm sorry. I got standard parking. Uh, the S&P, um, yeah, I think the S&P is going lower. Now there is a there is uh, it's called the UPro. Pull that up here. Um, okay, now there's there's one that is inverse of the UPro. Gosh, I can't remember what it is. It's the inverse of the UPro. That may be, I'll, I'll try to I'll try to bring that one up. But uh, it's the one that's the inverse of the UPro. I'm just not sure about that one. Let's look at XOM Exxon Mobil. In, see how that is doing. Yeah, doing pretty good. Doing pretty good. This is a definitely, you know, these guys are going to benefit from inflation. There's no question about it. Oil, I think, uh, I don't know what the price of oil is today, what the fix on oil is today. Let me see if I can bring that up. Uh, let me see if I can bring up the fix on oil because uh, that is of interest uh, to me. Uh, let's speak oil price. I think it's above 107, but I'm not sure. It's, uh, I don't. I don't remember that offhand. Let me bring up the the chart here. Oil price chart. Yeah, it's up, it's above. It's 104. Yeah, that's the. Um, let's see if I, yeah, there we go. <laughs> there we go. Okay, West Texas Intermediate. Uh, it's 104.69. So yeah, anything above about 100, and and we're yeah. So definitely lots of inflation going on. Uh, the real the real one that has really been yeah, and it's up again. Yeah, it's up again. So let's look at the year chart on West Texas Intermediate, and this is gonna this is gonna correspond to inflation. Is that right? Okay. This is the one year chart. Why is it? No, 
let's go to the one week, the month, one month chart. Let's see if I can, let's see if it will. Yeah, it's been, it's been hovering right above a hundred, but yeah, um, you know, Exxon should do well with the oil prices high like this. Um, you know, I think, uh, you know, I think it's very, very likely that, uh, you know, that, that, uh, it will it will do well. Um, let's look at let's just see kind of where they are though. Okay, take a second for it to refresh here uh, on my charts. There we go. And so yeah, we got some support right at the fifty day line. That was good, and we're moving up or above that twenty one day line. So the question is, how close to the twenty one day line are we? Can we buy it at this level? And we are, we are, yeah, we're, we're now, no, no, we're, oh, okay, we're right at the 21-day line. Yeah, I mean, I think this is definitely, you could definitely buy it at this level. Um, you could definitely buy it at this level. I wouldn't buy it too much higher than this, but if you'll notice, this is the green line. This is the 21-day line here. You notice how Exxon has stayed basically above the 21-day line. It's come down and tested once, twice, and then this is the third test, so... Yeah, I think I think I think it's a very good bet that Exxon is going higher. It's tested the the uh, it's right at the 21 day line, so this is not a bad place to buy it right here. Not a bad place to buy it at all. But thank you for that question. That's a good question. Uh, all right, uh, comment is uh, stop performance CVX. Okay, this is a Chevron. Of course, this is also one of the big integrated um, CVX. Um, yeah, same kind of cha- same kind of pattern basically, except except. But I think Exxon's in a better shape because this one is bouncing at the tw- at the fifty day, whereas Chevron was at the twenty one day. So um, Lionel committed to stop refining. Uh, some someone about that's interesting. Lionel Chemical, hmm, that's interesting. Um, I don't know about that. I have to. I'll have to find out about that. Interestingly enough, they were one of my. Uh, Years ago, when I worked for Deloitte, they're one of, one of my clients. Lionel, uh, huge, huge chemical company down in Houston. Turns out that Elon <laughs> was the reason for all the Tesla selling. Interesting, maybe, maybe Tesla's the new fang. It could be absolutely, Jay. I think you, you may be right. That 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 kind of makes sense. That that kind of makes sense. Let's look at Tesla. Yeah, I think he sold a bunch of stock. Um, and uh, it looks like after ours, it's moving up. Yeah, look at that. Wow, 877. So, yeah, it looks like it's getting support. It's still, let me just see where the, the, the 200-day line is. I, I just, I'm afraid to buy, I'm afraid to buy it um, below the 200-day line. The 200-day line is at, at 904. So, I you know, really for me, I, re- I want to see it move above that 200-day 200 200-day line. That's this black line. But uh, you know it might uh, it might do that. It's definitely in a cup with a handle formation. So you can see this cup and handle. And so the question is, when do you want to buy it? Well, typically you want to buy it when it moves above that reversal of the higher of the local high plus an intermediate high. That's where you want to buy it right there. And it appears that we're still below that. So, but very interesting, very interesting chart on Tesla. Definitely like the company. All right, Macy's. Uh, this, of course, is in the retail space. I, I would be very. I did make a little bit of money on Macy's this year, um, but it was it was right before Christmas, and you know that's their biggest season. And I just I think the consumer is broke. 
Um, you know, that's my opinion of them. A great company, but as you can see, it's basically basically getting support at the 200-day uh, moving average. At least it's still moving up, uh, $24, but I just can't get excited about it right now. This area has been, it's been okay, but I just, uh, I just think it's too dangerous in this in market environment because we're in a correction to buy something like Macy's. I just, uh, it's a good company, but I just, I, I just want to stay away from the whole, whole thing, <laughs> the whole thing. <laughs> All right, Elon um, for press. Yeah, I, I wish, I wish, I definitely would vote for him. That's for sure. Um, I, I wish, I wish. The only thing is he can't become president because he was born in South Africa. But I guess that didn't stop Obama. Um, IPG, um, it's a buy here. Any swing up to the left. Let's look at, uh, for Charles, IPG. Let's see. Uh, Inner Republic, okay. Yeah, this is, yeah. No, I, I would be, no, no, no. This, this group just isn't strong enough. You don't want to be buying in the bottom half of the market. Currently, it's, yeah, you see it's 117 out of 197. I just would, I wouldn't buy this one. I just, I just wouldn't buy this one. Uh, one last one. Uh, question for G. Thank you so much. VTNR. Let's take a look at it. VTNR. And take a look. Vertex Energy. This is a good one. <laughs> yes. Finally, we have one that I might even consider buying long. Um, gas oil refinery. I'm liking that area. 13 out of 197. That's good. Strong fundamentals. Look at that. You know, all those sales are up. We've got record profits. It's in a commodity that's short. It's got a 99, you know, the strength rate. This is the first one I've seen. Yeah, VTNR. This is the first one I've seen today, and it makes sense to buy. It's got a little bit of a weak checklist. But yeah, this is this is viable. This is actually the first one that I have seen that is is um, is um, so VTNR is viable. So it's good to see that at least we got one one today that is viable. This one is viable, and it's in a good industry. Good chart pattern, excellent profits. So, yeah, I think it is definitely viable. Well, everybody, um, I am hoping everyone is going to have a great weekend. I know I'm going to try to uh, here in Dallas. Um, we are going to be uh, back on Monday, of course, uh, same time. Uh, so appreciate uh, every all of your comments and everything. Very very uh, interesting to take uh, to to take a look at all these charts and all the great ideas that uh, that everyone comes up with uh, in terms of that. I'll be back again on Monday uh, at five o'clock. If you're not already a member of the Action Trade Alerts, you're not already on our uh, our list. Go to www.dallastradingfloor.com and sign up just first and last name and an email address. And, uh, you know, you'll be uh, <laughs> you'll be good to go on that. Uh, so I look forward to, to seeing everybody back on Monday at 5. Happy trading and uh, stay safe.